What's up, y'all? You're listening to the Eagles Post Game Recap. I'm Alex Miller from the Eagle, joined always by Robert Cessna and Travis Brown. We're inside Kyle Field following Texas A&M's 30-17 win over South Carolina this afternoon. You know, it was uh, it was kind of a grinded out, make it happen game for the Aggies. And at the end of the day, it, it wasn't pretty, but the Aggies got the win. And I, I think that's all that matters for the guys in maroon and white. Sure. Coming off this two game a losing streak, get a week off a week, uh, you know, really three weeks of negativity because you weren't able to make plays. They made enough plays today to win by 13 points. I thought they'd win by a little bit more. I give South Carolina credit. This is a team very decimated by injuries, but I thought they played definitely to their capabilities AM at spurts you know i think the game reflected the season AM did a lot of good things but they did some things they need to get better the bottom line is they're better in south carolina you know this game was decided in the first half it was really a tale of two quarters for the aggies the first half you know give up a long drive for south carolina get ahead can't really do much on offense three punts to start the game but then hey they turn around in the second quarter they score three touchdowns the biggest one was right before the half travis when a&m used a timeout to get the ball back and then they executed and got the score unlike in a couple of recent games yeah they've had the opportunity in the last few games to um call a timeout maybe give their chance for the offense to run the two-minute drill they elected not to for various different reasons today jimbo Fisher, Bobby Petrino, they were, they were more aggressive in their overall game plan. They went for it on fourth downs a couple times, and then they called that timeout after Fadil Diggs got a third down sack late in the uh, in the second quarter and gave their offense about a minute to run down the field. And they, they needed a whole lot less than that because it was the first play that uh, uh, Max Johnson uh, found Aniah Smith, and he was gone. They scored the touchdown, and that proved to be the game-winning uh, score. So it, it, it's not necessarily that a needed to be aggressive in this game to win it, but I think that showing some signs of a little bit more of aggressive game plan is something that's kind of held them back in weeks uh, prior and uh, is probably a good sight to see for those who enjoy watching the games moving forward. You know, big game from Anaya Smith today. He had six catches for 118 yards, one touchdown, the one you just mentioned. You know, they've kind of had a hard time getting in the ball the last couple of games, but today when Anum was in a pinch, they got it to one of their best playmakers and he made the most of it with the ball in his hands. Yeah, the last three or four games they've gone to him a lot more. I think a lot of us fell in love with Evan Stewart because of his athletic to go up and get it. But Anaya Smith's have been very dependable. And I think once again, moving forward, Smith is showing like, hey, I'm around. I'm good for 100 a week. And so now if you can get started you know, Stewart involved along with Thomas to do the same, uh, your offense is going to be a lot more dynamic. You know, not to be overshadowed is a, a pretty decent outing for for A&M's defense led by Edron Cooper again, of course. You know, it, it just seems like another week he's out there uh, making plays. Yeah, him and Bryce Anderson, the safety coming back from injury last week. He didn't play at Tennessee. Bryce Anderson led in tackles. He got two sacks of his own uh, and was kind of getting in on the party at, at safety. I, I liked what they were doing defensively. They kind of kept with the alignment they had in Tennessee with Bryce Anderson out. They put Josh to Barry at Nickelback, the position he was kind of more accustomed to playing. They went with Tyreek Chappelle uh, and Deuce Harmon at the the cornerbacks and uh, had Bryce Anderson back at safety. And I think there's a little bit more cohesion there. And and granted, 
uh, South Carolina has a bad offensive line, so they weren't going to be really given a huge test to A&M's defensive front and therefore the secondary. But I think things looked a little bit smoother in the secondary. They were able to play a lot better than they had a lot pr- uh, previous. And then, of course, Etrin Cooper, um, the defensive front, doing what they always do and getting pressure in on the quarterback. You know, it wasn't always pretty, but in the end, A&M got the win. You know, now that they're heading into a pretty critical game at Ole Miss, Cease, where does a performance like this maybe kind of move the barometer for you on how you feel about the Aggies? Well, I think Johnson had a nice game. He started out slow, I think like one of five, two of five, but then he had a stretch there. He had like eight or nine in a row he made. Uh, and I think, you know, they helped him with the play calling. He didn't hold the ball as much. So, you know, and then they were missing Lamar, uh, uh, David. There you go. But I thought that uh, Daniels did a good job in in replacing him. So they did a lot of good things. And like you guys mentioned, the defense, I like to see the special teams. I like to see better punting by Constantino. Bond hit three field goals, including a 52. But they they did a lot of good things. But they're going to play a lot better to win at Oxford. It should be noted that Le'Veon Moss, Jimbo Fisher said, was a game-time decision, pulled a hamstring at the tail end of the Tennessee game a couple weeks ago, should be good to go next week against the Rebels. They're going to need him in that one for sure. Travis, what is your feeling on the A&M team going into a critical road game in Oxford? Uh, That game in Oxford, Ole Miss, is going to be the toughest game they have left on their schedule. Uh, Ole Miss is above average offense and defense. Uh, You got the whole Kiffin factor, the crazy things happen in Oxford. Oxford. And so I think that they needed to take some steps up in the in the bye week in this game to get there. They were able to shuffle some guys in on the offensive line. Cam Dewberry, Demetrius Crownover came in at times. They did that a little bit more frequently today. Uh, I think that's good if if somebody's having a bad game, they can maybe have some more options, get some guys in experience, rotated some guys around in the defensive secondary. Also good uh, that they were able to kind of use this week to get some guys some more reps. But from what I saw today, they still have a lot to improve on. This was a bad um, um, offensive line for for South Carolina. I mean, we were talking to a South Carolina reporter who did the math, and they had like 20 offensive linemen on the roster to start out with. 12 have been injured. They're just absolutely decimated. Probably one of the worst they're going to face this year. So not a true test to maybe see exactly where the team is after the off week. That's going to come next week, but they really do need to prove next week that they have made steps because it's for bowl eligibility. It's for uh, continuing to trend upward through the end of the season instead of just kind of flat flattening out uh, to, to finish things off. Well, guys, any final thoughts on today's game? No, not really. I think uh, I think you touched on something about Oxford. I was thinking, you know, that's going to be an 11 o'clock game, too. A&M's got to bring some of their own energy. You can see Kyle Field's not quite the same at 11 o'clock versus 6, and I think most of A&M games since they joined the SEC have been the night games at Ole Miss so be interested it's been a great atmosphere be interested to see what 11 o'clock's like at, at Oxford and we would be remiss not to mention the fact that A&M hasn't scored a offensive touchdown in the second half since the Auburn game when Max Johnson came in for uh, Connor Wegman injured it's been all field goals or non-offensive yeah. touchdowns uh, since then that, that I mean that's going to be something that they got to they got to do in the Ole Miss game and they're going to have to do in uh, in Baton Rouge if they're going to have any chance to to win those games they got to find some way to play offense in the second half 
Well, thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Post Game Recap. Be sure to check TheEagle.com for all of our coverage from today's game. And, hey, these guys will be in Oxford next weekend to bring you content of Aggie football. So thanks again for tuning in. We'll see you next time.